Okay, amigos and amigas, we're back with another episode of A Toda Madre, the podcast. Ooh, ooh. Um, today is Monday, February 13th, and I'm really excited to be back with you. Now, if you're channeling in or you're tuning in, channeling in, if you're tuning in, trying to catch a Valentine's Day episode, it's already up. This is not the Valentine's Day episode. I already put it up. I actually put it up last Wednesday just because I wanted to keep up with our regular, regular scheduled programming. Um, just because your girl, your girl got a plan. Okay. But that being said, today's episode is all about, I'm not your friend anymore. And I can't wait to dive deep. Uh, this is an episode a lot of people have requested and I'm sorry. I know I'm finally getting to it, but it's going to be a good one. I feel like this is going to be an episode where you are going to pour yourself a glass of wine or pour yourself a cup of coffee or tea or whatever you drink and just like feel so seen, feel so heard, feel so validated just because for a lot of us and not just mothers, but like women in general, it is hard to talk about this topic or we don't talk about this topic with other people because we feel misunderstood. Does that make sense? So either way, I'm excited to hop hop into this. Um, A couple of updates for me. They're not, what am I listening to? What am I watching? What am I eating? This is like real life updates. So real life update, my husband came home finally on Saturday and then we had a very quick and very small, because if you know me in real life, I don't do small. We had a very quick and small birthday party for Charlie on Sunday and it was very like immediate friends and fam. And it was just really the perfect day. And then Charlie, I really loved it too because it was like a double meaning for me. Charlie was actually born on the 7th, but he came on Super Bowl Sunday. So the fact that we had his birthday party on Super Bowl Sunday was just like pretty perfect. And we had it in the morning, so we didn't have to like share the event. It was literally Charlie's birthday. And then later we went to my parents' house for Super Bowl, Um, you know, like to watch the game. Anyways, so those are just a couple of updates for me. And guys, we're doing the damn thing. Also, another update for you. Um, We are getting, again, my friends have said that they don't hear the construction beeping, but I swear you could hear that beeping. So if you do hear it, I'm sorry. I live in a new build community. Um, just cause it is blaring in my ears and I have headphones on. So I'm like, oof, the mic has to be able to pick that up. Anyways. Um, with that being said, a couple quick note for you is that we're getting ready to launch another cohort of Atola Madre. Okay. We're so excited. We're doing it Tuesday evenings and we're getting ready to get this party started. So if you're like, dude, I want to work one-on-one with Sylvia or I want to join the group coaching program. It is time to boogie. And it's so funny because I have not even opened the cart yet to A Toda Madre and people are already signing up. So if this is you and you show interest, like it's time to get the party pop in um, as soon as possible. So anyways, 
With that being said, let's dive right on in to the topic of today's episode. And today's episode, well, I'm titling this podcast episode as I'm not your friend anymore. And I'm going to set the scene, okay? How many of us grew up in situations where when you're in kindergarten, first, second grade, can little girl, so think of your inner niña, your inner little version of you, how many times or how many friends did you have that as soon as you did something wrong, and I say that with parentheses, you just can't physically see me, but I, I say wrong, or do something, again, in parentheses or in quote marks, bad, or do something that they didn't necessarily like, and they would turn around and say, oh, I'm not your friend anymore. Or my favorite voice, oh, I'm not your friend anymore. Right? As soon as you did something they didn't like, you did something wrong, you did something bad, they would turn around and say, oh, I'm not your friend anymore. And again, being a small little girl, you wanted to have friends. You liked having those kinds of relationships. You liked playing with these people on the playground or Barbies or whatever. And, but when we would hear things like that, like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. It was really hurtful. It was really hurtful and it was really, it was like, how can I fix this? What do I need to do so that somebody can't hurt me like this? And I hate to say it, but I super feel it because I've lived it. Is that every time we heard that, we began to build a level of distrust within ourselves and within being able to trust other girlfriends, other friends, other women. Because as soon as we did something that was not considered good to them, it was immediately, oh, I'm not your friend anymore. Right? And so, again, like what I said before is just it makes for a shit ton of distrust. With you, with other women, with having girlfriends, with everything. And then it turns into just like, I, again, you could be listening to this and you could be however age you are, but now you have that many years under your belt of having experienced maybe fallouts with friends, right? Um, with women talking behind your back, whether it's at the workplace or in your family even, or um, again, friend groups just in general. And it just, when if you sit and think about it, it just feels like a lot. And I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I'm going to not say any names because I do... Well, I feel like I'm not really friends with these people anymore. Yeah, I'm being nice. I'm not friends with these people anymore. So the examples I'm going to give are like me personal experiences. But um, 
I, again, in elementary school, experienced it a lot. I experienced specific people say to me, like, as soon as I did something wrong or that they didn't like, I'm not your friend anymore. And that would really hurt me because on the Enneagram, I am a type two, so I'm a helper. And like deep down, I just went in my super unhealthy state is like, I just want people to like me. And then I became best friends with my best friend of this day and age in sixth grade. So I was like pretty solid, but then I went to a different high school than her. And one, that for me was really hard for me. But two, then I went to high school and I made a bunch of new friends. And I'm not going to say that all of them were terrible. Like, no, they weren't. I'm actually still pretty cool with a lot of people from high school. But there were like some specific keynote people that I did have friendships with at the time that now are like my biggest life lessons. And if you've been following me on this podcast for long enough, you'd know that like my dad, I consider him one of my best friends. He will never like say he is because he's just like that. He's like, I'm your dad. I'm not your friend. And it's true. He definitely is a parent first and then a friend like maybe 16th in line. But um, my dad had to hear those phone calls. My dad had to hear those conversations of me saying like, these girls don't want to be my friend anymore or these girls were talking shit about me behind my back or, um, Ooh, you know what? Another one is really, really terrible when your really good friend gets a boyfriend and then you are completely forgotten. And I take ownership because I have also been that girl. But again, we're going to, we're going to get into that too. But I don't want you guys to forget about that piece is that you, maybe you have like a deep, relying great relationship with your friend and then they get a boyfriend or they get married or something and then all of a sudden the relationship has to change or again very much um what is called a bi girl where where that person gets a boyfriend that person my husband just walked through the door so that's that noise that you hear um you know, they get a boyfriend, they get a husband, and then all of a sudden, bye girl, you never see them again, and you lose your friend because that's the only thing that they think about. And I'm trying, right? So again, in high school, it's a lot of the times when we experience like really hurtful situations from other women. Is it, is it because people are insecure Totally. Is it because, you know, there's just like a lot of things at play? Yeah. But that still didn't make it right. And I remember from some of those specific situations is it could leave just like this open wound because you never really get closure. Um, I remember trying to like befriend that person years later And we said we would meet at a restaurant to like kind of talk over things and catch up. And she totally stood me up. And this had been years like from high school already. I want to say it had been like four or five years already. And the person stood me up. So do you see what I mean? And that's again, I just want to set the tone because like I want you to feel seen. I want you to feel validated. I want you to really be like, wow, I didn't know that this happened to other people other than me. Yes. 
And I think that we can all like really relate to the fact of like, and I get this, this comment a lot or Sierra and I do anytime people meet Sierra and I, they're like, Oh my gosh, you guys have been friends for that long. And we were both like, yes. And people are always so surprised or they're like, I didn't even think that was possible or like, Oh, who knew you guys would be friends still. People have like really weird comments to say. And Sierra and I always think it's really weird because we always think like, well, why wouldn't you have a good friendship that you've been friends with for a really, really long time? Right? And and I think that a lot of us do wish for that like Spice Girls, girl power type of like girl group energy. I remember I did and I, I like idolized the Spice Girls. But... I wasn't seeing those kinds of girl group relationships in real life. And then now, as grown-ups, we have families or we just like our ha- we have our careers. We have a lot going on. We have a lot going on. And I think all of us share those memes of like when friends try to get together, they like give three specific dates and then like we all try to meet. As a matter of fact, I'm even going to put myself and my own friends on blast because the last time everybody tried to get together, um, I couldn't make the dates that they had all chosen because I was traveling and then all of a sudden the date came around and the day of it completely fell apart and no one got together. And to me, and again, I am a love language quality time. To me, for me, when people cancel or things fall apart, I take it really personal. And and again, like this is like written proof And if you read that book, it's like all there for a person who is quality time. um, They take it really personally when you say, oh, we'll do it at a later time. Or when you cancel or reschedule again, they understand that things happen. Things come up. People are tired. People get sick, etc. But they still really, really take it to heart. And so, again, those are just things to consider and especially things to consider if you are also that person. So when and then again, as a grown up, we're just busy. But a lot of times we want to hide behind that. We want to hide behind the fact like, oh, I'm just so busy there's no way I can carry on different relationships. I'm so busy. There's no way I can meet new people. And I know there's a lot of like different jokes and ha ha he he's about like making friends with other moms. And then also like what kind of mom you want to be friends with. Because there's also that, right? We're not, you don't want to be friends with the mom who's like super perfect or, um, who's first in line for uh, parent pickup or who's there volunteering every single time for the booster club. 
Um, just like all of these requisites already that you have about the people you'd hang up with, hang out with. And that's fine. And again, we're going to get into that later. But again, we start to make excuses about why we don't need community, why we don't need relationships, why, why it is hard to maintain any kind of friendship or relationships with other women. Right? But the thing is, is that deep down, we are just really, really, really feel the need to like hide from the fact that we don't want to be seen in any type of way because we have a whole life to carry out. A lot of us have children and we're like, oh, if my kid loses it, like, I don't want people to judge me or this and the other, or like, oh, I have a really crazy life. Like sometimes I'm not always dressed and ready. And like, I don't want people to judge me if I'm not like dressed and ready all the time, um, et cetera. We make really good excuses about not wanting to be seen in different areas because we really truly feel like we will not be accepted by another woman, by another person, by another mom. And that's not true. That's really not true. Because again, you're building up that narrative way before you have even had the opportunity to hang out with that other person, to meet that other person, etc. So what do you do? You just like fall in place and you're just like, meh, it is going to be way too much work to meet anybody or hang out with anybody. So I'm just like going to avoid it at all costs. But here's the thing. It's time for you to be responsible. It's time for you to be responsible and take accountability and recognize the kind of friend that you are, you first. If you're, if you're secretly in your head saying like, oh, I would like this, 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 and this, and this, this kind of friend, like you have this huge ass list of like the kind of friend you would like. Okay, cool. Let's first take responsibility and accountability of identifying, oh, what kind of a friend am I? If I did have this type of friendship and relationships, what is it that I would bring to the table? Would I make myself available? Would I display an immense amount of loyalty? Would I prioritize like trying to make time to hang out with them? Am I a good text backer? Am I pretty okay at making time to meet for coffee or or just even going to somebody else's house and just like having our kids run around together? Recognize the kind of friend you are. But also recognize the kind of capacity you have to offer. For example, I have a two-year-old son. My husband is a pilot. If you're expecting me and my full family to come to every single event or thing that you have, that's probably not going to happen because why? I don't control Drake's schedule and I have a really small child who like 
I don't know, get sick every like month or so. <laughs> right? And, and don't expect me to like come hang out with you in like a really beautiful, like, um, organized event. Why? Cause Charlie's really small. And unless there's like a bounce house present and like other kids frolicking around with bubbles, like mm, my kid might not be able to make it the whole time. But if you're like, Hey, let's grab a coffee and meet at the park. We are so down. I will absolutely be there. Can I text you back? Yes, probably. And if I miss to just text me back again and I will totally send an audio message or say, oh my God, I completely forgot to text back. But I have those open, healthy parameters with my friends of like, hey, if I didn't text you back, please just text me back because it means that like I, I forgot about it or I missed it. But it's not because I don't want to be in direct communication with you. Trust me. For me, Sylvia Brands, I will openly tell you that I don't want to be in communication with you anymore. And here's another thing too. Recognize your qualities and your flaws. Not because like it's a punishment thing. No, it's just you taking accountability of like, yo, this is what kind of friend I am. Are you always late to things, but you have like a really great amount of loyalty? Awesome. Be be open about that. Like, yo, I'm a really dope ass friend, but like I'm always late to shit. That's awesome. And again, Someone will take that kind of friend if that's like the kind of friends that they're looking for. Hey, sometimes I'm going to cancel because like of my kid sometimes because like he gets sick or like whatever. Sometimes I'll cancel for it like with you because of my kid, but you're going to have a thousand and ten percent of my support with anything you do. You want me to listen to every podcast episode? Dope. You need me to share all your shit on social media? Awesome. You need me to bring a care package like because your family is sick? Beautiful. So again, like it's time for you as a grown-ass adult to be responsible about the kind of friendships you'd like to carry out. But with that, it's also really important that you become responsible and take accountability of the friends that you do have and that you do keep and they're actually really shitty friends and you have no use for them, but you keep them around just because it means that you don't need to make new friends. And it's funny because like all of these themes that I have are like birthday party themes. Don't worry, it's going to make sense, but still. But like, for example, the first one isn't any like type of theme. It's just like what it is. Um, you need new friends if you're friends with a bunch of one-uppers. They're your friend, but they will always one-up you. Hey, this really great opportunity came for me at work and, and I got a promotion. Isn't that awesome? 
and they turn around and they're like, oh my gosh, you know what? I just got a raise. And you're like, okay, cool. But like for a second, I thought we were talking about me. I mean, I'm like not hating on you. I'm happy you got a raise, but like I'm really excited about my promotion right now. That's a one-upper. A person who can't celebrate seeing you win or don't give you your flowers at the time when you deserve them. Another one is candle. And this is where we start with like the birthday party theme. (laughs) Cause again, y'all know I love a good analogy. These are the candle blower outers. These are women and friends that you, or you call them friends that are in your life who anytime you have a good idea or you're about to start on something great, they always blow out your candle. And your candle represents the good idea, the good habit, the powerful thing you're about to start, um, the new shirt you bought and you look great in, etc. And they're always out there blowing out your candle blowing out the fact like mm, you're gonna start that habit I well let's see because you're always quitting shit or oh that shirt's cute mm. instead of being like oh you look great in that blouse they're always like throwing you crumbs when you just serve like the whole last meal those are candle blower outers and I want you to just like, really be honest because it's just you and me right now like do you have those types of shitty ass friends and the next one is the, the mordida throwers. And I say mordida throwers because like at a birthday cake, um, everybody for Latino people, um, when your birthday cake comes and you've already blown out the candle and then everybody starts to shout mordida, which means like take a bite. And then you attempt to do so. And then somebody always throws your face in. And I know we could like, we like to be ha ha he he. I've actually always hated that because I feel like, wow, what a level of distress when you're with your family and friends and you can't just like have a normal ass birthday. Anyways, um, the mordida throwers are the people who will always ruin your moment. You have an opportunity where you're shining And they will always say something to ruin your shine. They will always say or do something that gets in your head and starts a spiral. They're very similar to um, candle blower outers and like one uppers. But these are the people who like really take the moment to strategically Get in your head and see like, ooh, how can I fuck this up really good? And it's and it's interesting because these are the people who like know you really, really, really well. And so you almost feel like it's an inside job of how you begin to spiral. So like, for example, um, maybe you're, and I'm just like going to give an example just like of my own personal life, but I personally don't have friendships like this anymore. Of, um, you're like, Hey, I'm going to speak. And they're like, okay, well, like you're always speaking on IG. Like, what's the difference? You see like, ugh, 
really stealing your shine. And then making you think like, oh, wow, like I do speak on Instagram. Maybe like this isn't a big deal. Like maybe somebody felt sorry for me or like maybe this is just like a pity job or like maybe I shouldn't be calling myself a speaker. (gasps) Do you see that spiral? And my last little party theme of type of person is um, this happens in little kids a lot is there used to be well, I'm sure they're still out there doing that, but there's always these badass kids who would come to your kid's birthday party. <coughs> Excuse me. And they'll like touch your cake with their finger and like taste the cake. And I have had my fair share of like, you know, like hood birthday parties. And I remember always thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, that is so rude. Like, I, because I understand the importance of, like, your birthday cake. Like, that is a you moment. And I've always been that kid who just, like, I love that for you. Like, I love celebrating you. Like, if you invite me to your birthday, like, I thoughtfully picked out your birthday present. Again, this was before gift cards. And I made you a card and like all of this stuff. And so when other kids would come and they would like run their fingers through somebody's birthday cake, I'd be like, what a fucking bitch. Not to the birthday person, to the kid who like ran their fingers through their cake and tasted it. Because what a ruining of a moment. Like they stole the you moment and they tasted your cake before you did. They like ruined the beautifulness of your moment. And these are the more like conniving people. I'm not throwing shade. If there's like a kid out there, you're like, oh my God, my kid does that when he goes to parties. No, no, no. I'm just saying this as an example. But those are the people who go after the guy you like after you just told your homegirl that you have a crush. Those are the girls who will talk behind your back when you're doing really, really well, when you're really happy. Those are the types of individuals who will be the one texting your man or your husband like inappropriately. And those are the types of individuals who will also like gatekeep any type of success for you. They will not mention your name in a room if it benefits you, even though you're really fucking good at what you do. And they will even gatekeep their support. Like they might really smile to your face and be like, yo, you do an awesome job and whatever the fuck. But like, They will absolutely gatekeep their support. Which is, I feel like people might think like, well, I still support them. Like, I'm still nice. No. Because that is like a condescending level of being a friend. So I want you to be really honest with yourself. 
Because first, people are always saying like, well, like, I want to do this, I want to do that, like, or I want people to do this and I want people to do that. If you want change, the change has to start with you. And that's just like the nitty gritty of it. So first and foremost, I want you to be responsible and take accountability the fact of everything I mentioned before. Recognize the kind of friend you are and the capacity that you have to offer. I said that first. Okay. Recognize your qualities and flaws. I said that second. And lastly, recognize if you are one of these four, the one uppers, a candle blower outer, a mordida thrower, or a taste your cake before you type of friend. And then I want you to flip it. And ask yourself, in my circle, do these people exist? Do I have a couple of one-uppers? Do I have a couple of candle blower outers? Do I have a mordida thrower? Do I have somebody who tastes my cake before I do? And ask yourself, why do I entertain them with the access to me? And why do I offer them my friendship? And I'm not lying. When I took a huge ass self inventory of like my type of friendship, like I get very clear and I am very honest. I'm a good ass friend. And the day I'm not, I can confidently tell you that is your loss. And I want you to have that kind of same swagger when it comes to you and the people that you let into your environment and your energy. Because people should be grateful to be in your presence. Because you're fucking great. And I know that. But again, don't punish yourself if you're like, I have a sick parent right now. I know that I couldn't be that good of a friend. No, just be upfront about it. Because I know that like a lot of people, as soon as just like things come up or there's cancellations, people just like to fall off and be like, oh, well, I'm not that good a friend. I'm not even going to text her back. Like this is so embarrassing, et cetera. Da, 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 da. No, just make it a conversation. There are seasons of life that are hard. And I'm not going to lie to you. Like I have experienced some with Sierra, like my best friend in the whole world. She had a kid way before I did. I think I had a kid like four years after her. So was there a disconnect there? Yeah, for a little bit. Because I then I had to learn like how to be her friend again. Like how to be a friend when you're a parent. But then this past weekend, like now I have a kid and now she has a kid. And like she wanted to go out for her dad's birthday. And she was like, hey, can you like babysit and can my kids stay the night? And I was like, yeah, totally. I got you. You see what I mean? But again, that comes with trust. That comes with time. You have to learn your friends in different chapters and eras of their life. Because if we're going to reach that spice girl forever, like girl power type of friendship, 
We need to be able to like stand through the storm. Because in a friendship, it's not always going to be like peaches and sunshine and rainbows. Like, no, there's going to be adversary, adversary, adversity. Wow. There's going to be times when we don't like totally agree on something. There is going to be times when, you know, there's an argument. There's going to be times when somebody hurts another person's feelings. And guys, I'm telling you this because like Sierra and I have experienced it. You can have breakups and rekindlements and arguments and discussions and conversations but if the friendship is important to you it can be a conversation and there can also be a problem resolution but you need to be willing to be available to see the whole thing through and that's the thing is that I think that the biggest problem today is that we don't see anything the whole way through We just want everything to be right. And that's that's a lot for someone else to hold for you. And you have to be willing to do the same for somebody else. I just came out of 55 days solo parenting. And I really leaned on my tribe. People came and dropped off goodies at my door, dropped off wine. People have offered to watch Charlie so that I can get my nails done. I have gone willingly go eat dinner at other people's houses because I was feeling lonely. Like you have to advocate for who you are and what you need in those different types of relationships, but also be able to hold the same kind of space when that other person needs it. And that's the thing, you know what? I don't think a lot of us are ready for to be the space holder for when the other person needs it. We just want to use the space. Or if you're listening to this and you're like a recovering people pleaser like I am, and you're like, no, I'm always the space holder. No one ever holds space for me. Then that's super valid as well. You going into different relationships or eliminating the ones you currently have because you're always the giver. And that shit ain't right either. So I just want to say that you are really worthy of having good friendships. That's what we need. That's how we thrive. That's how we grow. That's how we stay sane. But I want you to be responsible and take accountability for the kind of friend that you are. And if you've been making space to welcome in new friendships and opportunity. And if you're thinking to yourself, well, shit, I have no idea how to like make friends in that capacity. Start going to networking events. Join Atola Madre Group Coaching. Those women, every every time they sign up together, they stay friends forever. I literally just had a chat with um, some of the girls who were inside of it and like, One wants to have a baby shower. One wants to meet for like a bridal shower. Like 
these people become friends. They follow each other on social media. They catch up with each other. They stay in touch. And if you're also con- confused about how to even like advocate for your needs when in a friendship, I have spots available for one-to-one coaching and Atola Madre is about to start again. That is always a great option. But more importantly, I just want you to take that self-inventory for you. But the biggest thing is that I don't want you to count yourself out like, oh, okay, that's just not going to be a possibility for me and I'm just going to stay home every weekend for the rest of my life. No. Get out there. Your life is waiting for you to be actively living in it. You deserve it. You deserve good friendships. You deserve to have more fun. As a matter of fact, that's like one of my words this year. I'm going to have more fun this year. And I'm excited for you. I'm happy for you. I want that happiness for you. And I hope that this episode made you feel seen and validated and recognized that you're not alone. but that there's work to be done. So as always, tu amiga, Sylvia Brands, encouraging you to live life a toda madre. See you on the next track. Bye.